Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. or UConn's going to beat the shit out of them. Yeah, no, I agree with you. They could, and I'd rather watch HGTV than SEC. <laughs> You're like my, my old man when the Cowboys lose. He's like, I'm not watching any football for the rest of the month. I would watch it, it was the, if I was really intrigued by the games. Like, I'm not – I'm watching. Yeah, and Nick, you root for SEC. I'm not – the SEC team's not that exciting to me. And, oh, and, believe me, Kyle, as much as I like the parody, the, the tournament's like – uh, like man, we're gonna freaking uh, the ratings will not be um, record breaking. No, say the least. If you have, yeah, who's is it FAU and who's the other one? Some other Florida S- school? SDSU. Oh yeah, San Diego State. Oh lord, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna watch that one. I'll <laughs> <laughs> be at brunch. Golf. Yeah, golf. the women, women's March Madness is gonna outperform it for sure. Yeah. No question. I agree. All right, homies, you're ready to rock and roll. Let's do it. Let's do it. Cool. We're back. It's the Horns Up Talking Texas podcast. Fisher, Sopless, <laughs> Sneezy Snacks, Crider, <laughs> cool. and the Clon Cosby. Gentlemen, uh, I guess let's go around the horn. Keel, we'll start with you. Feelings about the basketball season as a whole. We started covering it last month. Football was done. We really got invested at the top of this year, especially with beer and with the rankings at the beginning of the year and all tumultuous, you know, tumultuidity. Is that even a word now? It is here <laughs> in situation. Uh, and Rodney Terry really taking this program that we all thought, you know, could have been an afterthought in this wild season and really, you know, doing a good enough job where he has the job. Uh, so I want to hear your initial gut checks on the season as a whole. Well, and, and good enough job. I, I, I take that to another step. I think he did a phenomenal job. So you talk about all the things you mentioned, and then you add the very first – what a hell of an opening for the mood. Y'all yeah. have to get down here and see the way he responded to Moody. So Horns, Faithful, y'all did a phenomenal job. That place was rocking every night. And clearly it mattered. Um, I don't know what – they may have lost one game at home all year. So that, that was a huge for – the the getting in conference, playing some games and all that. So the press conference was this year. I mean, I think that says in a nutshell, and I'm going to tell you what's crazy. So, so many people, I was going to go to press conference, day job got in the way, but I've talked to about seven people about it. And they said, man, and I even, you know, and I, I don't, I think he'd be cool with me mentioning this. I was talking to President Hartsell right before I got on here and he was talking about the press conference and he said, man, we're in a really good place. You have just... So many people said genuine. So many people said authentic. And so many people describe Sark as that in the same way, right? And so to have two of our major sports, we have phenomenal coaches. Pierce, baseball team, is beat A&M last night. They, they're on a 15-game winning streak. But so proud, him as the leader of where we are and RT being a, a huge factor in that. So, yeah, man, just did a great job. He was coaching the players. They were all coming for support. And he's all coaching them during the presser. 
everybody's loving it. He got plenty of the love that he deserved. And it, it was really cool to hear about and even watching some clips from it. Um, yes, phenomenal season, especially led by him. All the coaching staff that don't have to uproot their family. They can coach, go keep doing what they're doing. And, uh, yeah. The game for two seconds. I was sad, mainly for him, dude, for, for the players, for the seniors, for the guys who work so hard and all that they've been through. Um, and I, you know what's weird, and I, maybe this hitting the 40, getting old thing, instead of focusing on that quickly, I was just like, what a hell of a ride. Yeah. For everything that you said, that game, you don't have Bishop, who's been your hottest player for the last month and a half. Um, Carr was not the same after he took that contusion to the, to the thigh. Um, Allen's in, you know, foul trouble. Just so many factors. So I, I went to all the reasons why in Elite Eight, it's going to be tough to close out a game with the pieces that we were missing. And I won't even start on the um, game changing over the back call. We're going to leave that one alone. But um, yeah, just, man, just it's, it's good. It's a good time to be a Longhorn man and a Longhorn fan for all these good coaches and all the, there's a lot of winning. There's a lot of winning going on. And guess what? There's uh, three other teams that's going to feel just like we did because there's yeah. only going to be one champion. I think honestly, like, look at this whole season, and as my time as a Longhorn or growing up watching Texas, this has been the most exciting run I've ever seen. And look, we graduated in, in 2017. Quan, you're a little bit before us, but still, the the school has never made a run like that yeah, as as us, as us being Longhorn. So you know, it's it's a new regime and it's a new culture, and I'm really hoping that. It, bleeds into our football program and our baseball program and all of our other programs. Um, because once you start to get that, that little taste, everyone wants some, you know, it's addicting and it, it breeds a winning culture. I mean, you're, we're looking at Bama and obviously they got bounced in the sweet 16, but there's a reason why that basketball team was so good this year. A, a lot of it has to do with the fact that their football team is good. In my opinion. Mm. When it rains and pours type situation. Yeah. I mean, we've been saying it all year. We had a great group and it's, Going to the Elite Eight is an accomplishment. Coach K last year, when they won, I've never, I've never heard a coach say this. Coach K, who's won the national title, said, we're all champions, all four of us here. We each won a region. And that is, when you go to the final four, you're already a champion, and then it's the next level of champion you get to. So there's two levels. Uh, almost, it's even a step above, like, okay, we made the college football playoff. Making the final four, you won the round of 64, 32, 16, and 8. And eight. You won four games against teams you likely had never played before, uh, you know, going into the seat throughout the entire season. And I felt that there w it, it, the way we lost was disappointing since we had it, and it wasn't even a situation where they just started pouring on shots. It was almost 68-58, and then you looked up, and it was 70-68. to 68. You go, wait, when did – Yeah. So was that between me – I go to get a beer at the bar. <laughs> right. The bartender's like, you guys got to have horns. Okay, we had a bar, 30-plus people, but, like, night – we had been there the Friday before, same spot. We hadn't seen a loss there. You know, in the games we've watched. Yeah, and the bartender's like, you guys bring great juju here. Like, let's start having watch parties for the football season. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Like, I'm thinking, like, let's do it on Friday, too. And yeah. uh, <laughs> pack, the house. Yeah. pack the house. Pack the house. We'll always pack the house with Longhorns. And 
he, when he when we lost, he was like, oh, he like I saw he was sad because his bids. Yeah. Like, oh my it's god. Honorary. I, thought, <laughs> yeah. I told him he goes, he goes, look, you guys gotta come if you win. Like, hey, you guys gotta come. You know, you guys been watching. Went, hey man, if we win, we'll be back. And I basically said that, and then in, the, in like the undertone of if we lose, we're done here. Like I'm not returning to this bar. Like there's no way we're running it back here. But you know, it was a really good vibe. People were dejected. But hi, my girlfriend went to Michigan, and she's not. A, she's like, a, we're kind of bringing her into the Longmore family. She's not there yet, but we're working on it. Uh, and she, we all high five at the end of the game, and we kind of walk out with her heads held high. She's like, that's it. Everyone just leaves, and you guys are good. Like you're so positive. I go, yeah, I'm positive because. It's like Nick just said, honestly, almost took the words out of my mouth. Since I've been a Longhorn myself, not like, oh, I like Texas, Vince Young's cool. Since I've been a Longhorn myself, this is the most exciting I've been about our basketball and football program, which is one of the programs we watch heavily, and two of the programs we watch heavily and cover heavily. It's been the most excited I've been about one of these two programs and the future of it and his ability to retain players. DeSue could come back. Yeah, we missed him. The way he was playing before he got hurt, he could be a, a first round pick next year if he comes back and plays that way. Yeah. I really felt that the trajectory of this program was finally changed for, for good. I'm hoping. Yeah, we're, we talk a lot about guys coming back as well. And obviously, we're losing Timmy Allen and Serge Bayer Rice and Marcus Carr. But with that option that that Desu has kind of unfinished business here at Texas, I think it'd, he'd be wise to come back to continue to build his draft stock. And then you also have to consider about Dylan Mitchell and Ontario Morris. Like, are those guys, you know, considering going to the draft? Are they considering transferring? And I think it's huge that we retain RT for that reason because he has such a close personal connection with these guys. Q, when I was talking to these guys, you weren't here. Um, you can agree with me on this. You're never as co- close to your head coach as you are to your assistant coaches. Am I right? Like oh, your, your position coaches, the coordinators, those guys just are know you on a different level than the head coach does. They can oh, get your head coach come in when there's a stage, and that's exactly. the kind of way I put it. Your head coach come in and talks to everyone. Your position coach, you're in that room with them. That's who you're called. If you get in crap or if things are good, yeah, hundred percent. So I mean, the benefits that like RT knows these guys on a different level than a normal head coach would. Yeah, that's a great point. And, and you can tell, man, just the way they respond. And I'm, I always get weirded out because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out this even with Sark. Sark is so cool with our players. I'm like, is he too cool with them? Is he? Uh, I'm always trying to figure out that balance. But it happens so organically with RT is I think it worked. It flowed. And quite frankly, we've talked about it. There was a lot of turmoil. There's a lot of sudden change and craziness going on. It happened just the way it needed to for them. And, and, I, and I, I like to say it like this. All that went on, they were still, why he needed the extension, one of the top eight schools in the country. You know, that that's a yeah. really big deal. And I listen, you know, it's, it's kind of like the, you know, if Colt plays against Alabama, I think they would have whooped their ass. Uh, I, I think it's a similar deal. If DeSue plays, if, if if Carr's still healthy and he's DNO boy up, I mean, we held him to 55 points to that to that point. And then, of course, they shot five billion free throws after that. But we get yeah. it. that's a whole other situation. Mm-hmm. But um, I just I think about it on that level of they truly were one of the and, and let's not I don't even really at this point, I don't even want to talk about I want to talk about Beard from a standpoint of he did have a role in putting this team together. But 
if we're being honest, they were a little bit different. They were certainly managed differently, and they were a different team when he was gone. Yeah. I think Coach Rodney Terry did the roster the way he liked it, the, the way they collectively came up with it. And I, I really do think we, we don't know what would have happened if it didn't, but I think we got to where we got to because of his leadership and the collective coaches and players buying into to what he was selling and, and it worked. So yeah, man, just a phenomenal season. I was fortunate enough to see some good runs during my time to y'all point it's contagious on campus. And we won a natty and about five sports on campus when I was there. However, um, it was, it was cool, man. It's been a minute. It's been a while. And to see it here, to be that engaged, to watch March Madness that long and, and to be involved, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's pretty freaking sweet. It's crazy, Todd. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I was definitely at the end of that game. I had a very quick grieving process, to be honest. Like, you get to the Elite Eight, that's really something special. And I know that the second half collapse is nothing – new to us yeah. as Texas fans. We've seen it many a times. Yeah, Most Yeah. I just, I, I was okay with it because it wasn't like, I, I mean, we don't need to dive into the, the over the back, but from a basketball player's mindset, watching that play, it's, it's not an offensive foul because Brock moved back. So I can't even, I can't even agree with you there. Quan. I actually think if Brock, if he stands his ground, then it's an over the back, but because he moved back and he didn't allow the guy to land, they made, he made that call for the officials, unfortunately, but you're talking about a guy that was instrumental in getting us there. Like Brock was after the game, he had his horns up, right? He was watching them celebrate. Like this guy is going to come back for one more season. I'm so glad that he is. Um, and you saw just like the emotions that Rodney Terry um, communicated at the end before he even knew he was getting the extension. And he was like, these are guys that I'm going to be in their weddings. Like, and he was crying while he's, while he's talking about these guys. That's, that's what, that's all we can really ask for from a head coach, a guy that's going to take care of these players and be a leader of men, which say what you want about coach Beard as a, as a basketball head coach. Um, it was apparent this season that he was not willing to set that example for these guys, no matter what happened in the courtroom or with the decision on, on all of that stuff. Um, he's getting another opportunity at Ole Miss and I'm sure he'll take advantage of it. Can you imagine when he get back to the mood? <laughs> Dude, yeah. he goes to a school. Yeah, it's going to be so wild. Yeah. But but I'm I'm really just I'm really happy that RT got that five years too. Yeah. That's so and, and at a it's price a point at a price point that's really meaningful for him, his family, his future family down the line. Um, and, and I'm excited to see now what he can do. And you saw in those photos where he's signing the contract on his birthday, he's on the phone, he's making calls because he's already he's already moving and shaking because he's going to need to get guys in the transfer portal like Beard was able to. Um, it's, we need that big. Um, is it from Oregon? It never yeah, been. Well, well, where the seven yeah. footer? That's what I'm looking at we, right. Hey, yeah. Man, him, old boy from TC. If we get a Lancy, like, yeah, in the portal, ooh. UNC as well. Again, think about that. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I love college basketball. I like March Madness, but what this coaching staff, what this team has done for me, watching on that level. If you go back, I went to a super small school. And the one sport I didn't play consistently was basketball. I love to play it now and pick up ball. But my body needed a break at some point, so that's why I didn't play. And um, 
But again, I, I'm, I'm sitting there talking about recruits and portal, and, and that's what it, it's infectious. That's what this team does. That's what Coach Terry did for watching Longhorn basketball. And again, we are nationally – I mean, talk about – we won a Directors' Cup last year, and we didn't do this. You know, we're, we're so much better in every phase. I think I was talking to CDC, and we're like nine points or levels better than we were when we won it last year. Yeah. So liking our chances. I do have to say one thing, Toss. I get that perspective. This is the problem, though. In little dribblers, you're taught to box out. Let's just say he don't jump. Is it a penalty then? No, because he doesn't jump over your back. How is Brock supposed to know that if he's looking at the ball? Yeah, but it's back out. I mean, it's the same thing with you know a DB and a wide receiver. It's like you're not you're not playing in a vacuum. It's guys playing off of each other. And, and how one defender moves, an offensive guy has to move with them. How, it, how an offensive guy moves, a defender has to move with them. Like, there's two people involved in a play, not just one guy. And because he did jump, like Brock, even if Brock hey, had – if he had taken – You're making back, my point. You're making my point. When you're a DB and you're looking back at the ball, that is not P.I. That rule with the DB, you're going head-to-head. When the DB looks back and they both have collisions – the ref do not call it because no, you're no, looking I'm, for the ball. I'm, I'm more so just saying, like, you have to play the circumstance of reality. And the circumstance of reality is there's two people involved in any play, especially on a basketball court. Like, unless you're a guy who's going for a wide-open layup and you trip on your own feet and then you travel, okay, that's a travel. But, like, when you're, when you're boxing someone out, you are literally putting your body up against someone else's body. And he – I mean, I, it's just in a moment – and things happen so fast. It's so hard to, like – actually oh, exercise that amount of athletic athleticism. They the other one first. So apparently they thought they were it, it, I mean it, look it, these are college basketball here. refs right they're missing over the backs the entire tournament they're missing tip like balls that are getting tipped on Aaron guys the Fox entire tournament even watch because the refs are so bad. Like you're he won't even watch the Aaron Fox like I don't watch college trips the refs suck. You go on the other side <laughs> of, of the bracket the game that got into the final four like if the San Diego State guard doesn't fall that they probably don't call that call even though the guy has his hand like there are these little nuances to officiating that make and break games all the time. And my larger point, like with Brock and what he did individually in that moment, if he takes one step back, maybe the guy that doesn't get like flipped, like table topped. Right. But he took about five steps back. And at that point you're making it really hard for the guy not to call the foul on you. And it's, it's just unfortunate. I mean, you don't want those calls to dictate the end of college basketball games. And that's happened for March Madness for the last, you know, 50 years that, it, that it's been going on. But um, I, I don't I don't think that either way, like it, it had an impact on the game. But realistically, like we allowed them to score 51 points on us in the second half and they didn't even hit a three pointer. Like to me, that was that was my bigger gripe from a performance standpoint is that is that they they imposed their will. Yep. A lot of free throws, but they were the aggressor. I, I it's not that like every, you know, 70 percent of the foul calls I disagreed with. I thought they were they were beating us to the spot a lot of the times, and and we didn't have enough interior presence. Dylan DeSue, our best shot blocker, and you know Mitchell wasn't a guy that was playing more than 20, 20 minutes in a game because of his because of how young he is. Which I hope he stays. I don't want him to get drafted. I want him to get way more experience with this team, and I think he could be a guy that's a starter for us next year, but then plays thirty five minutes and has a true impact. Like I really want to see him become a great player. Because he showed flashes. Yeah, that those blo- guys did. Morris and him oh, Morris is great. I mean, that guy, 
We got some good, yeah, that, that class, uh, we, we got some good young guys. And Tyrese Hunter, like, I even talking about Tyrese Hunter, who had a really strong season his first year, you know, coming from Iowa State. He's going to be a junior now. And he'll, ulti- I, he's giving my Isaiah, I hope he takes like an Isaiah Taylor type jump from like sophomore to junior year and then he mm-hmm. doesn't do the Isaiah Taylor thing and get stays. Right, right. Yeah. Right. And oh, then of course, we always talk about transfer portal. Like you too. say that jump though. I mean, the dude was a freshman All American. So he just, yeah. he needs to get back to, to that form. He lost a little confidence. Going back to, I still think the, just the, the, the craziness that was going on within the team and all of the above, changing skippers. I think that all affected him. And now I think we saw him coming back to his form. Totally, totally. And so that's having a good offseason, loving this place. Um, Again, he was at the presser, excited about it. I think he can go back to that freshman. And and now add even more offense because he started playing really good D2. Hey, Morris is a baller on D2. He's a dog. And so it's it's a lot of good. And at the end of the day, that game sucked because we wanted to win. But – even then, there's so much good coming out of it, um, and 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 I'm fired up for. Uh, and we we also just shattered expectations of what people have for Texas basketball in the tournament because of the last ten years, right? Every other non-Texas fan and and every non-Texas fan is a hater of Texas. We know that very very well. Thought we were going to get bounced in the first round. Thought we were going to get bounced in the second round, right? Like we got past that. We got to a place where only eight other teams were. So we have to feel really great about ourselves yeah and-, and i think you also have to feel really great about what we can do this off season in the transfer portal you know we did a great job last season and the season before that but now we made this deep run and that we're kind of a household name in the basketball world and we have our coach locked up and we have the mood we have all these good things going for us why not be able to land all the top guys transferring from other schools? You there's know, also like, we're like a big free agency destination at this point. You know, like it used to be like the Yankees, and the yeah, Dodgers. Yeah. Like that could be that could be us. You know, we're one of those more teams. reasons for people to hate the Longhorns. I like it. There's also a graphic floating around today that has uh, Bronny James potentially getting like seven million or something like that in NIL, and number two is Arch Banning. So athletes pay attention they're all on social media these high schoolers like we've talked about it time and time and time again they're way more plugged in than anyone used to be 10 15 years ago so you best believe they're going to see those graphics and they're going to see texas at that number two spot that's dishing out three million dollars to arch manning and say oh i'm the type of player that can demand that type of money maybe a little bit less because i don't have the manning name whether i'm a basketball player or a football player Seems like a pretty cool place to be. I mean, what if we become oh, what if we, it's a great place to be? We won't get Bronny James. I was about to say, where is Bronny going? USC. I would. You would probably want to USC. I, I've Oregon. seen Ohio State has Ohio a State a, a really good chance. One of those three, I think, is his, in his three. Both of those are in the middle. You got USC. He's playing their dad, and he's a you know Akron, Ohio, all that BS. And so, okay, that makes sense. That's cool. I don't want to play. By the way. Real talk, I don't want to pay seven bucks, seven mil for any player. So no. I don't want him to get as much as on the in theory it would be cool. Not for that, not for that coin. Hell I just no. hope he doesn't go to like Duke or Kentucky or UNC or something. Like pick a cool Calipari's gonna, gonna put some money out there and try to get him. And I'm glad, like, and I'm glad you bring up Calipari because I was in so many group texts back on the Rodney Terry train quickly. Oh. So many group texts that were like, Give me Calipari, get me the you're talking Y'all. the opposite thing, Nick. You were like who, who's out there that you want that's better? Like, you can't – the, the notion that you can get whoever you want because you're XYZ program. That needs to be dead. That, that, that's just not real life. It's just not, it's just not, it's just not true yeah. because we got if, – if we could have had anyone we wanted, 
we would not, no offense to Chuck Strong and Tom Herman, and quite frankly, no offense to Sark, those are not the top choices for a head coach in college football. They were coordinators. I mean, Chuck Strong, no, but Herman and Sark are coordinators. Maybe they, they had – Sark was a head coach at one point, but he was coming off a coordinator where he won, uh, a natty, but they are both coordinator guys that never had 10-1 seasons. Like, so Yeah. these are not like well, – it's not Nick Saban. It's not, you know, these other guys that are these top-tier coaches in, in, in these programs. It's not Luke Fickle, who we saw at Wisconsin get even. These guys are – it's not necessarily about the biggest and baddest name. It's just about the right guy. Well, this situation was a little bit different because you're coming into an elite eight team and not not having to rebuild like we did in football. So we yeah, might get him guy one of the top moves, but but yeah, no, I know exactly what you're saying. And but he came into this team, sorry, Q, but he came into this team though with they we didn't even enter Big Twelve play yet. So you come right. into this team, and so you have to maintain that and run that gauntlet in the and, best college basketball conference in the country how many games he lose at the moody center this year i don't i Quan, you said one i i don't even know if we lost a game in, in the moody. With you. i for some reason i feel i'm saying one because i feel like it i don't know which one it I was think we went undefeated at home. i really do i feel like we lost to k-state at home did we not we might have lost that crazy 116 game to k-state I feel like that. I think that's the only one we lost at home, and 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 it was just wild. But we came back on TCU. We beat the absolute hell out of Kansas, uh, Iowa State. I mean, we, so so many so many teams. We we especially we beat Baylor at home. I was at that one. It was awesome. Um, but I, I feel like we we may have um, lost the, the one. He brings in it. You inherit something. Yes, but you have to maintain that. And he maintained it and kept this team on the exact course. If I told you at the beginning of the year, hey, we're going to go to the Elite Eight and that's it, you would have been like, okay, that's reasonable. And I think that's – I wish we would win, but I can see that. You know what, for me, though, and people keep saying that's Chris Beard's team. Rodney Terry was on that freaking staff. That's yeah. not Chris Beard. Like, he's on the staff. He helped recruit. He helped game plan. He was – uh, he was more of a defensive specialist, I feel like, before. And then he had to th- think about offensive moves and, and strategy. Like, no, he didn't. And, and, you, and the reason I thought about it, because you just said he inherited. And I actually said that, and I corrected myself. No, he had everything to do with that team. So he he took it. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, yeah. Call of Duty. Well, I mean, you got- we, also, we also know that just because you're inheriting a lot of talent or because you're bringing in a lot of talent, like we know better than anyone. It's not that Chuck or Tom weren't great recruiters and didn't bring in top tier talent. They did. Right. Top 10 classes every year. So we've also been in positions with this basketball team. Um, I think personally, we all like Chaka a lot. Those are some talented teams. They've got some guys in the NBA who are all-stars, who are close to being all-stars, who are going to have a lot of careers. Yeah, and we never – yeah, right, exactly. So it's just because you have the talent Ooh, doesn't – mean- Abilene Christian. <laughs> no, it's a, a, Abilene Christian is a great school, but you shouldn't yeah. be beating Texas in the tournament. Yeah, it's just no guarantee, and he rose to the occasion. And even more so, giving him that five-year extension – is like he's proven that he can be in an, a high pressure environment. This is the highest pressure environment in, in college sports, realistically. They go, here's and, the and, job. He, and he's already done it. So yeah. now I trust him, right? Yeah. Yep. Go, here's a job. We don't want you to have it, but like, let's see what you can do with it. And yep. you kicked ass. And you guys and Nick, you, the, and Paul, the, the first question you asked is like, hey, 
aren't how much does the assistant coach really have to do with everything, especially at a top tier university where there is a press conference every other minute and there is a handshake thing every other minute. The assistant coach is so hands on. I mean, we used to joke when we were in wrestling practices as kids, like the assistant coach knows the most. He's just too weird to talk to the parents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Like it's maybe not that degree here, and then you got to talk to the parents, the assistant coach. But I think it really is the biggest point that yeah, he has as much to do with this, almost as much to do with this team as Chris Beard does. Yep. Cool, cool. Well, homies, right, well, hey, before we go, as yeah, weird yeah. as this damn Final Four is, who do y'all have winning it now? UConn, San Diego State. <laughs> I would be shocked if UConn lost. They're minus money. They have. They haven't. Lo- they haven't won a game by less than fifteen points yet. I know they've beaten the breaks. You know what? They they haven't. But I'm gonna go with Miami. I'm gonna tell you why. They have a very very veteran team, and, and we saw we were beating their ass, and they just they 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 kept their poise. They stuck with their game plan. They, they got aggressive when they needed to. They played pretty decent defense, certainly in the second half. Uh, we just was lights out in the first. So I, 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 I'm only doing it to add parity to our picks. But, <laughs> but, but I also feel like they, they showed me something. They're, they're small, but, and UConn has the big guy in the middle. But Right. Yeah, but Omir played really big against us, man. He dominated yeah, yeah, he in the second half. Your guard Miller played big, too. He did. No, he's 6'7". Yeah, so yeah, he's, he's not guard. <laughs> forward. He was like – With Miller and Wong are, are two true first-round picks. So, like, yeah. they've got they've got really good talent. I think everyone – most people are going to pick UConn. Uh, but, I'm going with Miami, though. I'm going – I like you. that. I like that pick. You beat yeah. us. I, you make a believer out of me. I'm going with the damn you. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't want SDSU to lose, but if they do, and FAU ends up in the championship and they won, that would be an unbelievable story. No, so that would be, that'd be like Texas Western back in the day beating um, Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah, that, yeah. that really would be on that same level. I do not want them to win because of their head football coach. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, that's true. It's a good, it's a good, it's a good point. SDSU all the way over there. Everything else, I don't care about. Get them out of here. I don't know. Uh, All right, fellas. Hucking horns. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.